coming up next on the Holistic Wealth Podcast. Have it be relaxing so that the environment is conducive to really good conversation and really good opening up. Because we all come into relationships with a different money narrative. Statistics prove that 80% of couples have a different mindset when it comes on to money. Having different money mindsets mean we have different notions, perceptions around spending, around investing, around budgeting, around saving. So it's very critical that we come into this. You're listening to the Holistic Wealth Podcast with host Keisha Blair, author of Holistic Wealth and founder of the Institute on Holistic Wealth. And now, here's your host, Keisha Blair. Welcome to the Holistic Wealth Podcast. And I'm your host, Keisha Blair. And today we have another exciting solo episode. So today we'll be talking about how to have a money date night. And whether you're single or you're married or separated, divorced, widowed, whatever your relationship status is, it doesn't matter. Having a money date night with yourself, with your spouse, with your significant other, with your partner, your fiance is a very good idea. Now we know that many marriage counselors will tell you that communication is key to success. And this is never more true when it comes on to finances. Money troubles can tank a relationship more than just any other cause, especially right now with the challenges and the economic situation. So open dialogue is the best preventative method. And so that's why we're going to delve deep into this topic today And I'm so excited to share these tips and strategies with you because I'm learning as I'm teaching and when I coach my students, this is all part of the conversation. And I just want to pause to say that this episode is sponsored by the Institute on Holistic Wealth. And you can visit the website for a range of resources and courses at www.instituteonholisticwealth.com. And for this episode, the Money Trauma Course that Trauma of Money Certification Program on the Institute on Holistic Wealth is so relevant for this conversation that we're going to have now. So you can check it out on the Institute. The other thing that I want you to check out, the other free resource is the Personal Financial Identity Quiz. It's also available on the website. And as I'm speaking and we're going through this topic of discussion, you can go on the website as you're listening in and take the free quiz and find out your personal financial identity. So Getting back to the meat of the discussion, we know that where marriage is concerned, one in two ends up in divorce and the majority of divorces today, statistics show money is the cause, which is just unbelievable. So what is the antidote? What is the cure for that? The cure for that is talking it through open communication. Frequent open communication can really help individuals and couples achieve their financial goals. And it's so important. And especially during these times of upheaval, it's even more important to have it more often. So talk it through. Get on the same page about spending priorities and budgets. The more you can agree on what money is well spent and worthwhile, the easier it will be to make your financial goals a reality sooner. So I'm going to talk a bit about having a money date night and It's so important, and I think I just want to lay out this conceptually so that we know for individuals and for couples how this can be so, so beneficial. So, you know, when you think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, that diagram, that triangle, right? I'm just going to adapt it a bit 
to talk about our money date night goals. So I'm going to call this the money date night pyramid. Okay. So if you think about the money date night pyramid and you can draw it, just draw the triangle as I'm speaking, you know, at the top, the very top of the pyramid is self-actualization. And when we think about financial self-actualization, we're thinking about that point where you reach the point where you're achieving your life purpose, you're finding meaning in life, acceptance, you can engage in creativity, spontaneity, and all of that. It's financial self-actualization. And at the top, there is your holistic wealth portfolio. And we know that every single person uniquely needs to have one and a couple can have one for themselves as well. As an individual, it's important. As a couple, whether you're an entrepreneur or a professional, it doesn't matter. Every entrepreneur needs one. Every professional needs one. Every one of us needs one. And we need to keep renewing it and revising it as we go through our life stages. So if you look at the top of the pyramid, the money date night is going to help with that, right? Because that's the ultimate goal, right? That financial self-actualization is the ultimate goal. And so your money date night is going to help with that. It's going to help you with all of those things I discussed, you know, finding meaning, purpose, fulfilling your inner potential, that spontaneity, that acceptance of who you are, your creativity, your morality. It's going to help with that. And that's why this topic of holistic wealth is so important, because as you can tell already, as I'm speaking, all of that is wrapped up in holistic wealth, right? So at the top, we have that and your core big money goals. So when we have our money date nights, we're driving towards that. And we're driving towards that end goal. And we're also thinking about our holistic wealth portfolios and those big, big lifelong goals, right? Now, in the middle of the pyramid where it talks about self-esteem and love and belonging, that's where it's actually critical as couples to support each other. And even if you're single, to find ways to build that up. So self-esteem, we'll talk about self-esteem, we're talking about, for instance, and, we, and remember I'm adopting this to, to money and to holistic wealth and your finances. So if we think about financial confidence, financial achievement, the respect of others, and the need to be a unique individual, the need to be a unique individual, and love and belonging is right below that in the pyramid, friendship, family, intimacy, sense of connection. If you just put like a bracket around those two buckets, so financial self-esteem, love and belonging, You'll see that knowing and embracing your personal financial identity is so important for those buckets. And this is why it's kind of in the middle towards, you know, in the middle of that pyramid. Because when we have our money date night, we shall already know our personal financial identity. It is the foundation. It sets the tone for empathy and belongingness in our relationship, but yet still identifying, recognizing, and appreciating that we're all unique in our money financial identity. So if you have not taken the quiz, just go online on the Institute on Holistic Wealth website, and it's there at the tab at the top of the website. It says, take the free quiz. It's right there. Within two minutes, you'll have your results. And that should inform a lot of the things that we're going to talk about. Knowing your personal financial identity is so critical for three things. For self-awareness, self-preservation, and self-advocacy. And you can imagine when you have your money date night, you get together with your partner or your spouse. You can talk about your goals and dreams. You can plan, budget together, save together, plan out your different buckets. 
And you can also recognize and really integrate each other's unique attributes. Here's the other thing that this helps you with. When we get together as partners and we're discussing our money goals, we want to also play on the strengths of each partner and what they can bring to the table in terms of finances. Okay. And I also say this on previous episodes of the Holistic Wealth Podcast, because if you're a minimalist, let's say your partner is a risk taker, you each have these different strengths and weaknesses that come to bear in a relationship when it comes on to money and finances. How do you maximize those strengths? How do you maximize those huge buckets of abilities that come with different personal financial identities to basically drive your financial goals forward? Minimalists tend to be very good with organization, tend to be very good with not going into debt, tend to be very good with staying lean and mean and really looking at the bottom line. Risk takers tend to be focused on investing, taking additional risks to make those wealth decisions. So how can you parse out and how can you drive towards the strengths to make your unit stronger and to achieve your money goals? So in the new and expanded version of Holistic Wealth that's available, if you have that book, go to that chapter on the personal financial identity. You'll see the strengths and weakness of each. You'll see a full discussion about how to hold and embrace. So after you take the quiz, you'll want to go to the book and really delve into that. And it's something that you can discuss on your money date night as well, because we're all driving to the same goals and we want to reach our financial objectives, right? So it's very critical that we have, and it's so important for self-esteem and feeling a sense of belonging, right? And having respect for others. All of those things that are laid out in that Maslow pyramid really correspond really very nicely to this. So it's critical that we do that and that we go forward with, you know, our money date night with some key concepts in mind. Now, I also want to just talk about budgeting and saving and pursuing a wealth of knowledge together because the money date nights can extend beyond just, okay, what are we saving? What are we budgeting? What our long-term goals are. The money date night and how frequent and how often you want to have the money date night is up to you. Some couples do it weekly. Some couples do it bi-weekly. Some individuals do it monthly. I'm going to suggest that if you have big spending goals that you're working towards coming up soon, a marriage, a wedding, if you have a big trip coming up, if you have a big purchase of a house or another property or some other big investment, or you want to discuss other life-altering situations and how you're going to deal with it, then I'm suggesting that you have your money date nights a bit more frequent so that you can drive towards those goals. And so... The other thing is getting on the same page about spending priorities and budgets. That's also very important. And, you know, whether you use a budgeting app, there are various apps out there that you can have for your money date night. Some couples like to open up an Excel spreadsheet that they use uh, for their money date night. And they have all their bills in one section and one tab. They have another spreadsheet with different things. You can Basically, make this unique 
and have a fun environment. I often tell couples, listen, make this lively, make this fun, make it exciting. Bring out the snacks that you want to have, whether it's pizza, whether it's chips, popcorn, I don't know, a glass of wine, whatever it is to set the tone and the mood, have it be relaxing so that the environment is conducive to really good conversation and really good opening up. Because we all come into relationships with a different money narrative. Statistics prove that 80% of couples have a different mindset when it comes on to money. Having different money mindsets mean we have different notions, perceptions around spending, around investing, around budgeting, around saving. So it's very critical that we come into this. And based on past episodes of the Holistic Wealth Podcasting, you can go back to some past episodes where I'm talking to guests and they're talking about their personal financial identities and their own money stories and what was passed down to them from family and from significant others who had gone through money trauma. So that's also key because each one of us comes into this with some kind of different levels and different layers of money trauma that we probably have never even discussed with our spouse. But we need to recognize and to recognize what our money story is. And we need to identify where we need to change, what we need to transform about that money story. So if we were primarily told that, you know, money was negative, that, you know, it's bad and that you'll never have enough. And listen, you just work until you die and you drop dead broke. Then we need to really transform that in our minds, our hearts and our consciousness and having these money conversations be positive and uplifting that encourages one another is so, so important. So in terms of keeping track of income and expenses and savings, it's very good to live with a strict spending plan in place. And I know money is tight for so many people right now. So whether or not we want to be strict, we also have to be strict, right? Because we're forced into that given this economic situation. But just winging it in a marriage and just hoping that everything works out financially won't cut it in terms of getting on the same money page and achieving what your money goals and wealth and financial freedom and financial independence. So just hoping that everything just works out. We're just going to wing it. We'll talk about money when it comes up. And if it never comes up, we'll just go our separate ways. I think that's a huge mistake. What we want to do is get on the same page with our money date nights. So budgeting is key to making sure that you have enough money to cover current expenses as well as future ones. So by understanding how much you currently spend compared to your current income and what your goals are, you can identify areas that you need to either contribute more or less to. So whichever budgeting app you use, it's fine. Choose your own. Have fun with it. Whatever budgeting technique you use, whether it's the 50-30-20 method to stay on track financially, you can use that. With this particular budgeting technique, and I'm talking about the 50-30-20 you know, you want to spend 50% of your after-tax income on necessities, for example, rent, utilities, food, etc. And then 30% on personal expenses, example, dining out, activities, your hobbies, extracurriculars, and 20% on financial obligations, example, debt repayment, savings, etc. And of course, you can tailor it to your lifestyle, right? So if you know debt repayment is a bigger goal right now, then you want to up that. If you have an upcoming vacation coming and you want to really put that at the forefront. Let's say you haven't had a vacation in five, 10 years and you're burnt out, you feel exhausted, you want to take a break, 
put that there on the forefront, contribute a little bit more to that as needed. And of course, this gets modified as needed. And one thing I want to say to individuals and to couples is also budget for those little splurges. If you can, it really helps with, you know, feeling empowered in your finances to reward yourself every now and again. So discuss it and budget for those splurges either individually or as a couple if you're part of a, a relationship. And also, you know, incorporate that for your other date nights as a couple to kind of invest in each other. And also for your learning. You know, some people have kids going off to university next year. Like I have a son who just started university. University tuitions are really high right now. Can I tell you? I mean, it's unbelievable. And I don't hear a lot about that in the news, which is sad because they have skyrocketed. And I think a lot of people are going to wait up on these expenses by surprise. Don't be surprised by it. Really reverse budget for those big expenses and use that reverse budgeting technique. So let's say you have a son or daughter going into university next year and the next five years. Look at what you're putting down now. Is it enough to cover tuition, transportation, residence, books? And the cost of books are really high too. So really work backwards. Itemize all of that and see if you have enough. If you're looking towards retirement, same thing, reverse budget and see what you'll need to live a holistically wealthy retirement and see if you have enough of what you need to do. There might be assets you might need to scale down on. You might need to downsize. But whatever it is, we need to plan for those big life goals and really work backwards to see what we need to be doing. And so it's also critical to think about financial resilience. When we sit down to have our budgeting date night, I want you to keep financial resilience on the agenda. We're going to talk about a sample agenda later. You can keep it wide open in terms of your unique goals, but have financial resilience there as a cornerstone of your money date night because I want you to discuss or to think about, jot down what makes you financially resilient. So if you know you need more life insurance, more critical insurance, disability insurance, your emergency savings fund. How is that looking? Maybe you want to pad that up a bit. We need to be thinking about financial resilience and then holistic wealth and the new and expanded version. There's also a whole chapter on financial resilience and financial resourcefulness, which is also critical to your money date night conversations. I want you to leave that in because when I coach my holistic wealth consultants, for instance, I tell them to plan for two setbacks per decade. And I want you as a couple to be thinking about any setbacks that may come, critical illness, death, a child's illness, a job loss, any kind of other setback that it might impact your finances. And I want you to plan for it. So I want you to have a buffer for that. So when we talk about stress testing savings, when we stress test our savings, that's what we're looking at too. We're looking at, okay, if this and this and this and this scenario were to happen, would I have enough to overcome that? Would I have enough to stay financially resilient? And so move that into your holistic wealth portfolio as well. And so as you can see, there's lots to discuss in your money date, right? Here are some other things. I was recently on another podcast as a guest and we discussed about, for instance, what happens when you're in a partnership, you're married and one partner has obligations, significant financial obligations to a child or to a former spouse. How do you cope with that? How do you weave that in? And it's very important for your money date night to discuss these things, to also weave that in previous financial obligations that both or one of you have. Most people nowadays have obligations to even their elderly or senior parents. 
that's also something you want to look at. You want to discuss that in your money date night, as well as having a central area. I call that like a records document central where you keep all your financial records and you keep everything stored there. So both partners know where it is. If something happens to one partner, you know where all your big financial documents, your mortgage papers, loans, papers, titles for houses, cars, things, everything in there. Right. So that's also huge. Now, I'm trying to cover everything and this is pretty much in depth. But when you start, if you think about a potential money date night agenda, right? And you don't have to formally write up one. You just keep it in the back. Like I want you to keep holistic wealth front and center. When you think about your relationship, when you think about each other, your partnership or individually for your lifestyle, for yourself. And when you start your money date night, every single time that you start, I'm suggesting, and this is just a tip, and you do it how it feels comfortable for you, that you incorporate gratitude. Gratitude that you're doing this. This is a positive, it's a huge step. And you know what? Those feelings of happiness and joy and fulfillment and that feeling of like, you know what? I'm doing something wonderful for myself. I'm doing something wonderful with my significant other. So it it increases those feelings of happiness and joy. And when you think about your money date night, I want you to think about an agenda and start off the first five minutes with channeling gratitude, channeling gratitude for each other, gratitude for what you have as a couple, gratitude for where you are in life. Because it's so easy to compare, you know, our journeys with other people, social media, everything makes everybody else looks like, you know, they're doing great. What's wrong with real life? No. Gratitude for what we have, for what we have been through, for what we have in life. And I know some couples like to open with prayer, even holding hands, having quick prayer before they open their money date night. If prayer is a big cornerstone of your life, incorporate it into your money date night. There's a chap on spiritual renewal in holistic wealth. And I find that with money as individuals and with couples, it can get frustrating. It can make you have feelings of feeling downtrodden, sometimes even anger, right? Because there's so many things out of our control that happening now with inflation that impacts our money that we didn't cause. Money can absolutely make us feel powerless sometimes. But this is how we regain our power by having these money date nights, by sitting down and really investing in our lives holistically from a holistic wealth approach. And that's why I want you to approach this from a holistic wealth lens that we're thinking about life purpose. We're thinking about spiritual renewal. We're cooperating that. And I want you to plan together for those activities too. You know, and I mentioned that earlier, whether it's taking a walk daily, investing in your physical your mental health, your emotional well-being, because that also wraps up well with this. When we're in a state of panic, anxiety, it's hard to plan our finances well. We're not focused, right? You feel like you're having brain fog, you're confused, you're in a state of panic. And that's where, that's what we don't want. We want to have this calm nervous system. We want to go in this calm, feeling good about our situation. So it's important to take a holistic wealth approach to your money date night, to your lifestyle, to your entire marriage, your relationship, to your entire lifestyle. So once again, if money trauma is weighing you down or your relationship or you're finding that there are gaps, that you're just feeling just overwhelmed, you're feeling paralyzed, you're feeling static, you're feeling underwhelmed, overwhelmed, it's good to look into money trauma and previous money trauma. 
Uh, and the Institute on Holistic Wealth, as I said earlier, has a, a course on that. That is amazing. And we've gotten great reviews on that course from students who've taken it. Feel free to do it individually or as a couple. It will absolutely inform your discussions. And these money date nights also help with empathy. And we're just opening up about our past, our childhood, what happened with money, what were our parents and our ancestors going through? What are the big socioeconomic issues that they lived through? How does that impact my life? How is that impacting my family? And so it's so, so critical that we really come to these conversations vulnerable with empathy. These conversations are so much bigger than just money. You're sowing the seeds of harmony. You're sowing the seeds of more intimacy into your relationship with this. Now, I hope this episode was helpful. Please feel free to reach out to me if there was one aspect of this episode that you want me to delve deeper in or you have other questions. I love when I hear from listeners. I love when I get those DMs, those text messages, those emails. It keeps me going and motivated to continue delivering this for you. You know, it's such a learning process for everyone listening in, myself included. I don't have all the answers, but I know that this holistic wealth part of it is something that I can pass on, see this as my core purpose and message in life. So once again, have a great week, everyone. Love you all. Stay safe and plan your money date nights. Listen to this episode again and again and again and jot down pieces that you need to incorporate. Do your own research. And of course, also, please plan to invest in each other in terms of your learning and your financial learning. So if you want to start a holistic wealth project group with a wider group of friends, please do that. If you want to join a financial book club or start your own money book club, please do that. If you were to start listening in more to other financial related, financial related podcasts or money related podcasts, please do so. Whatever it takes to get you on the path you want to go is worth it. Nothing is lost in life. I think all these learning experiences help to build us, help to grow our horizons. So stay tuned until next week again. Love you all again and have a great week. The Holistic Wealth Podcast with Keisha Blair is brought to you by. Have you joined the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Choose your membership plan at the Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. As a member, you'll get access to free worksheets, advice, coaching, and an intentional design workshop. As you start to live a more holistically wealthy lifestyle, you'll want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning best-selling Holistic Wealth 36 Life Lessons to help you recover from disruption, find your life purpose, and achieve financial freedom.